Hey everyone, welcome back to Gameway Cafe. My name is Craig, and today I'm joined by Jarrett. Hey, how's it going? And Corey. Whoa, guys, what's going on? <laughs> and, uh, t- <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about games we've double-dipped on, or bought multiple times in some cases. Uh, then in the back half of the show, we're going to be talking about games we put off for one reason or another, or, you know, games that we've been wanting to play but just, just haven't gotten around to. So uh, to jump right in uh, on double dipping, I'll start us off with a game I bought. Uh, I don't know how many times, probably six. I'd have to sit and count uh, the the amount of times I bought Resident Evil Four. <laughs> That's one I also double dip. I only bought it twice though, not nearly as bad as you. <laughs> yeah, it it was one of those things that like I had it on the GameCube, and then when it came to the Wii, I bought it again, and that was the that's the best version even still is on the Wii, which is kind of funny. No, the real best version is the PC version of here, right? Uh, no, I played that one too, and that was no controller support. That was like pure PC version, and you'd think aiming with the mouse would be good, but it was like kind of slow. You could probably like move it around or adjust it or whatever, but I, I couldn't get it to like feel right, and it, did, it just didn't work out very well. I beat it, though. But it wasn't fun. I think legitimately the only version I haven't played of it is the one that was on old mobile that was like delisted forever ago. Time to cool. emulate it. I might do that sometime actually. I, I actually <clears> didn't <throat> think about that. But I think it was just up to like the first village encounter. Like it was just that little town. Oh really? Yeah, so it wasn't much. Cool. Hmm. Yeah, it was barely anything, but I think it had like terrible controls and the graphics were like, you know, passable and that was it. But uh, yeah. that's one. I bought on PlayStation and played with you and our friend Brandon, who's been on an episode before. He's on the last one. And I played on there, and we played side by side by side. And then Mm -hmm. I bought it on Switch when it came to Switch. And I think me and you played through it again on Switch, didn't we? Yep. Yeah, it was a good version, too. They've all been pretty solid, really. Uh, The PS2 version was pretty bad, like... Maybe it's just because I'm going back to it now after playing all the other ones, but that was the last version I played, and it had some, like, audio desync every now and then, and then the graphics were, like, muddy almost. Like, you could tell it was just, like, a downport from the GameCube. Mazar, is the GameCube known for having better ports, or was it just, like, that game, or...? No, well, it was made for yeah, GameCube, it, yeah, and then ported over for the GameCube. Yeah, and then ported over, and it was, like, a cheap port, too, like, the... Some of the cutscenes, like if you had the special or alternate outfits, wouldn't show up in the PS2 version. I normally see other way around. Right. In the parts, because the GameCube had the mini disc, and they just couldn't hold as much Mm -hmm. information. But Uh, I'm not used to being like, oh, I'm designing this for a Nintendo console first. Yeah, first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, I don't know, nowadays, this has been a trend for a long time. Like a lot of games aren't designed for the Nintendo platform first. But yeah, whatever, uh, you know, eventually when I get the PS5 or whatever else I decide to end up getting, I'll probably buy it again. So I guess I'm part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I think there'll be a Resident Evil 4 remake. That's like a re- Kind of like uh, the RE2 and RE3. See, I, I would 100% get it too, but I feel like, I don't ever feel like this one needed to be remade, but I, I try Honestly, it. The only thing they need to get rid of, in my opinion, is, is Ashley. Oh. Well, Ashley, but I was actually, 
in a more serious note <laughs> is uh-huh. just having to stop and shoot. I, sometimes that got annoying, but okay, just yeah, you know, I would say adding a feature of where you just walk and shoot or whatever, like in Resident Evil Two and Three. That well, you see, they did that in Resident Evil oh. Six, and that game was a train wreck. <laughs> I remember playing the demo. Uh, it was not good. No, the demo, like some of the goofy shenanigans you could do in the demo, it's like. Surely they're going to patch this out. It's like, no, no, that's in the full game, too. Like being able to, uh, what was it, sit, lay out down all the way on your back and just using your feet go up the staircase. <laughs> like, <laughs> Is that the one where Chris, no, I think it was five where Chris punches a rock or whatever. Yeah, like that's famous, yeah. 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 But Chris's arms are the size of boulders, though, so it's really like punching a twig to him, you know? Uh, man, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed RE5. It wasn't the greatest, but it was an enjoyable experience. Yeah, I'd, I'd play it again, like especially if Jarrett and I played through yeah. it, like we talked about before. I, I would do it then. But I think it was my first Resident Evil. Game. I know we're getting sidetracked, but it was my first Resident Evil game, and I did not know how different it was at the time. I, you know, when I played it at the time, it was really fun because I would always play online with people. Now, if I ever went back playing, you know. Two, three, four—it probably would not be nearly as good. Uh, yeah, it, probably not. I—I I didn't care a whole lot for it. Even the first time I played through it, I never truly cared a whole lot for it. But yeah, I'd, I'd play it again just for like just yeah. for the co-op aspect of it. All right, when you guys can, uh, what's something y'all have double dipped on? Well, my the game I've most double dipped on probably almost not quite rivals you. But I've bought Bastion, a game by Supergiant, and I think, Craig, you've played it, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you've played it or not. Yeah, you let me borrow the it. PS4 version. Uh, I've bought it four times, I think. I've bought it on the PC for the first time. I bought it on Switch, and I actually bought it twice on PlayStation. I bought it digitally, and then Limited Run Games was like, hey, we're going to release a physical copy. I was like, great. So I bought a physical copy. Um, and I've actually been debating here recently getting on the Xbox One just because I'm like, well, I have an Xbox. Oh, yeah, they got you now. I bet you have, no, I you mean, you before. So I was like, I might as well. Uh, but it's getting to the point where I can beat in like four or five hours easily. And yeah, I love yeah. it. I love yeah. pretty I'll much everything there. about it. The combat's really fluid all of the weapons like go super well together and it has narration yeah narration on every combination because the whole like the game's weapons you could have a main weapon and off like a secondary weapon and you can swap mix and match anytime you mixed and matched uh the narrator which was perfection (laughs) Uh, the chef's kiss yeah it was (laughs) uh a narrator had things to say about each and every combination that you went with so that was really cool and uh, i love the story and the storytelling with again the narrator mm-hmm. um and actually the ending is one of the to me i i don't get emotional very often but it was actually hit pretty hard towards the end and Towards the end, no spoilers. You get a choice at something. I've never done one of the choices because I can't bring myself to. That's very surprising for you. It is. It, it, wow. Yeah, Bastion, I played, but I never actually finished it. I think I made about two hours in, and then 
it's just one of those things where like I was playing it and put it down and never went back. Just never went back. That's happened to me a few times. Well, mm. a, lot, a lot more than a few times actually and i i don't know what it is about it because but it was in 2013 2014 i guess when it came out 2014 i think but i wasn't really playing a lot of games and then i played that and it was like all right time to get into huh that's pretty cool uh, our, I, I always played them but i was never really big into them i just play them in like downtime i would mm-hmm. almost never beat a game and now um, my buddy Jesse, that's Bastion was his favorite game for a long time. Might, might still be, you know, I don't, I don't know, but yeah. I know there for a long time he was uh, all about it, like running it through was, with different weapon combinations and different powers uh, and stuff. It was my favorite game for a long time. It's probably still in my like top 10 or something, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for the longest time, it was my favorite game. They have another game. I'm gonna sorry, sorry. Oh, okay. take up a long time. <laughs> That I would double dip if I could. Uh-huh. Pyre, and it's just as good, in my opinion. A way different style. But oh, 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 yeah. It's I was going to on... shun you for a minute, because I, 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 I was thinking Transistor. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Pyre's their third game. It's yeah, yeah, gotcha. a weird visual novel sports game mix. It sounds really weird. But that it sounds weird. works really well, and... Uh, it's more character focused than world building. It still has a lot of world building, but it's all about the characters and that. And uh, if it had come out on anything other than PS4 and PC, I'd buy it. I don't have a PS4 anymore, so can't buy it on that. So yeah, I only have yeah. it on PC. Hmm. Yeah, I like to play that one sometime. Corey, when you uh, get into your uh, double dipping conversation, yeah. what, what's the one you've double dipped on the most? Have you got any one game more than? Yeah. Well, one that comes to recent memory is Minecraft. Yeah, that's on my list, too. Uh, Pretty much, you know, the appeal of Minecraft is universal. And, you know, I, I bought it for the 360, bought it for the Wii U, bought it for the PS4. Oh, I forgot about the Wii U. And... Everyone forgets it. about the Wii U. <laughs> I was and, that. And I've also bought it on the Switch. And it's just—it's always fun to come back to. Yeah, for everything sure. And just mess around in. Mm-hmm. Never actually beat the game, you know, per se. I got really close one time, but then uh, uh, one of our buddies uh, decided to quit playing before we <laughs> finished it and, and locked our world away forever. Yep, and never been back. Who was Unless, that? Uh, it'd be your brother, Jared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you which one though. But it was, but it was yeah. Chase. Uh, I have two brothers named Chase. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Not gonna tell you. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's just really enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Corey, that's one that I've bought several times because I had it originally on the PC back in beta. Then when it came to the 360, I got it because like everyone got into it together, and that was awesome. But then uh, Eagle and uh, one of his buddies only had PS3s, so I bought it on PS3 to play with them. And then I bought it on PS4 when I, you know, when everyone upgraded, got back into it again, and then on Switch. I think I've bought it two or three times. I bought it on Switch and PC. Mine's five, yeah. I don't know if I ever got it on PS4 or not, but I definitely got it on Switch and PC. I got it on Switch to play with you and Corey and mm-hmm. PC when people talked me into getting it. I don't know. I could never really get into it. It was good. Like I'm not knocking that. It was a really good game. It was just 
I never knew what to do with in it. So I just kind of stood around. I, I was crappy at building, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was never, like, super creative with my stuff. It was all kind of basic, but I just had a lot of fun. Like, I'd build something, then a little bit later, like, you know, I could use one of these and just go build something else, and I could usually keep it going that way for a pretty good while. I remember our Switch world was... Yeah, Y-Rock. Yeah, good old Y-Rock, man. Uh, I don't know. It, it invests a lot of time in that. even uh, invested into a dedicated server where people can join the world at any given time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that a, a cool idea, though. Like, if we had kept playing and kept playing, I think that would have been worth uh, keeping it up because it was pretty cheap to keep the server, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, it's like what, two and a half dollars or something? It wasn't yeah, that, that's, at all. That's not bad. It would have been worth it if we just played it more. That would have been completely yeah. worth it. One more thing about Minecraft, real quick. Corey, I remember throwing dirt over the windows of your house one time. Yeah. Just as a just as a quick little little joke. And then it turns out a creeper spawned inside of it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, then I felt bad. Like uh, that, that was one like that. where uh, you, Chase, and I were all exploring. We found one of those huge mansions out in the swamp. Yeah, and then uh, I don't even know how we ran into a room, and all of a sudden a creeper was there. <laughs> it blew up, yeah. and it threw. I, I didn't know what the heck happened, and I got thrown <laughs> out of the building. Yeah, and uh, I fell all down, and I lived with half a heart. But you know, from your perspective, you're all going on. Yeah, we thought like, you died because like. We were cracking up, dude, because it was, we turned the corner, there was a guy, or uh, one of those enemies in there, I can't remember what they're called, the evokers or whatever, yeah. and we killed him, but then a creeper blew up and, and blew up half the wall, and Corey was just gone, like, oh my gosh, and then uh, me and Chase finished off this, uh, the enemy that was in there, and was like looking around, I was like, dude, Corey is dead, that was, that was awesome. But I guess uh, moving forward here, uh, another game that I've double dipped on a couple times actually is uh, Doom and Doom 2. And I put both of them together because I think usually if I bought the first one, I would just go ahead and buy the second one. Yeah, I've had that on uh, PC, 360, and now the Switch. You said it wrote really well on the Switch, right? Or is that? I, a I, yeah, Doom I was talking about Doom 64 sp okay. specifically on that. But uh, Doom and Doom 2 are the ones that I've bought multiple times. I, I, I don't know. I get kind of hooked on those. Some, like, if you're just yeah. in the mood for that old school kind of quick paced, uh, you know, pretty short levels, so you can knock out a level real quick and then just stop if you wanted to. Yeah. That's what I've been doing in Devil May Cry. Oh, yeah. I forgot you were playing that one. And uh, I originally did buy Doom on the PC during the Steam Summer Sale. Yeah. So I've actually never played through Doom 1 and 2. Yeah, Doom 2 is awesome. I did play, like, probably a couple of hours of the original Doom. Yeah. And then uh, another situation where I just put it down and. Yeah, yeah. Haven't. And in fact, every game I bought on this Steam Summer Sale, I've got a land too. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that uh, that happens. All right, Jarrett, what's another one you got there? Um, Half Life is the one yeah. I. And it sounds weird because it's only on PC, but I've bought Half Life and Half Life Source, and if you count it, Black Mesa. Um, there is basically no difference between Half-Life and Half-Life Source. I think uh, it's just they ported it over to a different engine. Supposedly, Half-Life Source has more bugs. I didn't experience any bugs in Source. I experienced more in Half-Life. In the so, original? Huh. Yeah. Um, the only reason I played it is because this year, Craig and I played through all the Half-Life games, mm -hmm. starting with Black Mesa. And we played through, replayed through all them all. 
And when I was finished playing through them all, I was like, you know, I've played Half-Life way back when, and I've played Black Mesa now. I was like, might as well complete it and play the original Half-Life, where I've never played, It's I've always played Source. So I was like, oh, might as well okay. try a different experience this time. So it was on huh. sale really cheap for like a dollar or two. I yeah, yeah, I've seen it on sale for like, like $2, $2.50. It's like might as well get it. So I got it and played through it after we finished our playthrough of episode two. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. I waited till we finished, but uh, yeah, I replayed through that. And like I said, I experienced more bugs in Half Life than Half Life Source. But um, Half Life is probably my favorite game, maybe second favorite game overall. So I, it was nothing to replay through it. I could replay through it all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, and carry the gnome. It's, no, well, I'll probably never do that again in Half-Life. Uh, this is funny. I think that image is like going to get burned into your monitor there. <laughs> of him just looking that was, at you. That was a, especially that car scene, Corey. Yeah. Alright, uh-huh. sidetrack a little bit. In Half-Life 2, I think it was episode 2, You there's an achievement for carrying around a gnome to the very end of the level. So I was yeah, gonna I remember go, that. You get there, and it's it's bad, but it's not too bad. Until almost the end, where you had this car chase scene with a helicopter shooting at you, and you're in a car. And that's not even bad if you don't have the fucking gnome. Sorry, that <laughs> word. <laughs> it slipped out. <laughs> but uh, the gnome doesn't sit in the car. If you try to put it in the car, it falls well, out. Real, real quick, Jared, I remember you. Cause I was already done with this part, cause yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother with the gnome. And then, like, you got to the end of one part, and then you look back, you're like, "Where's the gnome?" And you're like looking around the ground, like, "Where's he at?" And then I think you got in the car and had to drive backwards until you finally yeah. found him, didn't you? Like, yeah, he, I did. like he like kind of like wiggles and he falls out. So what you have to do, because he falls out and you have a terrible time finding him, what you have to do is shoot the gnome with, with your gravity gun. gravity gun, get in the car. Drive to the gnome, pick the gnome back up, <laughs> shoot him further, and the entire time, this helicopter is just raining like, down on you. Yeah, raining down, he's like, "Oh, here's a perfectly clear target. Going after a gnome." Yeah, it was just funny because I saw you. You jumped out once, grabbed the gnome, shot him a mile in the air, and then ducked under like the rail car for a minute. And then uh, I don't know. Then you jumped back in the car, drove down, picked him up again. And I'm like, dude, just leave him. You're like, I can't. <laughs> I can't leave him. Uh, it was, it was that part in particular was awful. I know there's a way you can apparently glitch the gnome in the car, but mm-hmm. I couldn't get to work. So, and then I got that achievement in Half Life Alex as well. So, on your first playthrough, yes, my first playthrough. Yeah, I'd like to play that one. Yeah, I got a uh, Black Mesa during the Steam Summer Sale, and as stated, though, have not got to it. Or if you ever get a chance, it was really good. It was a great remake. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, the ending was a little long-winded, but yeah. otherwise, I, I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, I heard they uh, expanded on Zen pretty hardcore. They did, and it was great, but it was also, to me, it made the game drag on too long. Like Craig said, drag yeah. on just a bit too long, because in the original, Zen was like maybe two hours, and then it was like six hours or something. Just a little bit too much, but still really good, though. Uh, Corey, what's another one you had? Alright, next up on the list. Uh, it's actually uh, several game bo- original Game Boy games. 
So, you know, you get your Game Boy, you know, you get your old ugly gray brick out. You yeah. want to play Game Boy games? Ah, well, here's the inconvenience part. I need four AA batteries. And the screen has no, like, well, here's kind of the 3DS with its virtual console eShop to the rescue. Oh, yeah. The convenience of just re-downloading these games. Even, yeah, even though, I, you know, I technically own some of the cartridges. Uh, just to be able to have it on your 3DS, backlit, save states, and the ability to put the game in sleep mode at any given moment, which is a huge convenience when you're at work. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, example, like, like, some games just simply don't, like, they don't have, they can't save, or you do save, you got to be in a, a specific area. Yeah, it makes it so much easier to just be like, hey, pause, sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like uh, re even though I have all the original Game Boy Wario Land games, yeah, you, re- I remember you yeah. uh, replaying through those. Yeah, replayed through all those uh, last year. Uh, I don't know, just numerous Game Boy games, even if I already owned them, and some Game Boy games that uh, unfortunately have reached uh, what I like to call stupidly price. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Shantae. Yeah, yeah Shantae, which uh, I think the cart. Goes for like three hundred, four hundred dollars. True. Or you can get on the Nintendo 3DS eShop for five bucks. Yeah, that's the way to go. It's kind of off topic, but to go back to your sleep mode, this will be quick. Uh, yeah. Sorry to diverge, but okay. um, I had I bought Final Fantasy uh, Tactics on mobile because I was like, hey, this would be a great game, and it turns out. Unlike almost any other mobile game where you'd expect you'd be able to close, like save and close it, it doesn't let you. They did not put in a thing where you can save anywhere, like even a quick save anywhere in Final Fantasy Tactics. So if you close out of the app, you're just. Yeah, you're screwed. What's the point of making a mobile game where you can't close out of it? Because I'm like, I play it when I don't know how long I have. So. You know, kind of ruins the point, in my opinion. I heard uh, Square Enix. Like a lot of their mobile ports, uh, a lot of them are not great. No, yeah, Jared showed me a couple of them. They look pretty bad. The only reason I got that was because it was basically the same game ported over, so it wasn't like their Final Fantasy ones, which I refused to get. Yeah, some other good uh, Game Boy games to mention real quick was uh, the Three Legend of Zelda. You know, the Link's Awakening, yep. Oracle of Ages, yep. and Seasons. Like I said, just the convenience, having it right there. And I think they were like five bucks. Yeah, backlit screen and safe state and sleep mode. It's just like it's like it's hard going back to the original hardware when you got that there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't realize you could do safe states in it, so yeah, it probably would have been a huge help to me playing the Oracle of Ages. Yeah, there's that one dungeon toward the end of the game. Yeah, I yeah. It's called. I think it's like Judgment Six. The water it's got one. that uh, roulette in the middle. Ooh, I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> Dude, it, that dungeon alone makes me not want to replay Oracle of Ages often, too often. Because I've only been in that game twice. Once when I owned it, uh, you know, one my original copy. Yeah. And then the when I did that. I, I despise uh, that I dungeon. I, yeah, I don't think I'll ever play Ages again. Seasons, I, I probably would, but uh, seasons I've replayed for three times. It's it's good. It's like super action. It's shorter too. 
That, yeah. that, that one dungeon in Zelda, man. It is yeah. the out of all Legends of every single one. That roulette wheel was awful. Ooh. <laughs> well, I, bad memories, man. <laughs> that, was, that was rough. Uh, I'm going to knock out two real quick just because they're yeah. kind of simple. Um, a couple of other games I've double dipped on was Skyrim, which I had on the 360, and then uh, well, actually triple dipped on that one, I guess. But on Switch, uh, no, I didn't buy it on PS4. I think I borrowed it from TJ one time just to try it out. But yeah, that was when I just for the upgraded version or whatever, and it came with the DLC and all that. And uh, pretty much the same with uh, Uncharted, where I had the the original three on the PS3, and then I bought the PS4 versions again when it came out in the. Uh, was it the Nathan Drake tr- trilogy or whatever it was yeah. called? But a couple simple ones, but just feel like replaying it again. It's like, well, might as well just upgrade if I'm going to do that anyway. So, now the good nah. thing is you can usually find them for cheap after a while, so not like a huge investment. Yeah, yeah. I think Skyrim. <laughs> I still bought it uh, pretty like higher than I wanted to, and uh, I bought the Nathan Drake collection when it came out, yeah. so I paid full price for it, yeah. even though I already had all three. The last one I double dipped, I bought quite cheap. Final Fantasy 15 was. I beat it with you and Chase on uh, PS4, and I put a lot of time into it. And one day it was on sale on Steam. I was like, you know what? It's been a while. And I got it almost exclusively to mess around with mods. Yeah, that'd be fun. And there are some really cool ones. There's a lot of custom weapons, but a lot of them kind of break the game because people want to make really overpowered custom weapons. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen any of those, but I have in, uh, oh crap, I triple dipped on Skyrim for sure because I had it on PC too. But anyway, uh, I saw some of the modded weapons on that one, and I would like buy it, and if you cut someone once, they go flying across the yeah. map or something. I mean, it's funny, it's hilarious, but it's like, we, I don't know, for playing, actually experiencing this story, it kind of takes away from it. Yeah, uh, now I usually stick with the character mods, just, you know, it's great having Shrek and 2B on a team. Oh boy. So... Oh, I'm over uh, it. That, that sounds like a dream. <laughs> it is. Uh, well, let it be known. I have not finished Final Fantasy 15. I've actually started this game twice. First time, I only put in like a couple of hours, never touched Dude, it. I was going to force that on you in the, in the maybe later segment. In the yeah. And then, the then I went into it again and made it up to the. There's a point in the game where you lose your car and you have to go find it on foot. Yeah, I think that's when I put it down and started playing something else, and just never yeah, went fine. back. If I do start it again, I'm not starting over. I'm, I'm gonna cut in with another just real quick one. Uh, ah, the nerve of you! Yeah, well, but Corey, this is a gift from you, and it was uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag and Assassin's Creed Rogue. Uh, Still want to play those eventually. Yeah, the I played a hundred percent of the, well, both of them on the 360. And then on the Switch, when I got the copy from you, uh, 100% in Black Flag again, and then uh, which I, I don't really recommend. And then uh, when I got the Rogue, I was like, I'm 100% this one too. And then I was like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm burnt out. So I just beat that one and kind of moved on. But yeah, they were definitely worth uh, replaying. And I would have replayed it eventually anyway, but ended up being a little sooner. Uh, cool. In that one, I remember you sending me some uh, snaps of some weird stuff going on. Was that exclusive to the Switchboard? Yeah, I think it was, but because I know there was glitches in it before, but like I can't like picture them in my head, but like, I ran into a bunch on the Switch, and then the version of Rogue on Switch was download only, but you still it had to launch it from the cart. 
What? Which, which is weird. You have to have the cartridge in. And I think because of that, like it lagged every now and then, and the frame rate, the frame rate would dip. And I ran into several, several bugs in Rogue, and it was just really weird. I took like videos of it on the and screenshots of it on the on the Switch weird. there, but yeah, it was it was really weird. Hmm. Well, I didn't know that. I literally fired when I bought that for you. It was both games on the cart. No, uh, Black Flag's on the cart. The other ones. The launcher is on the cart. Oh, it, it was really weird. Because it kind of threw me off because, like, uh, Jared gifted me uh, Bayonetta. Yeah. And it was one and two, but one was download only and two was on the cart. But one, you would actually get the code to just download it to your Switch. And so that's what like, you would expect. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to get a download code, why, why include the launcher on the, on the cart? That's so weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's some weird... Like budget cuts when it comes to Switch versions. Yeah, that was aggravating. But uh, yeah, Corey, I cut you off there, so go ahead and yeah. uh, double dip uh, on. I actually got quite a few. Uh, all right, let's let's knock out a whole bunch real quick. Uh, all right, so Mega Man Anniversary Collection on the GameCube, which is a collection of Mega Man one through eight plus some other games. And you bought it. Now I got the Switch version of Mega Man Legacy Collection, which is Mega Man 1 through 10. And keep in mind, I actually have, uh, I think I actually have copies of Mega Man 1, 2, 3, 4, 9, and 10. By themselves? Yeah, so I got quite a bit of uh, the traditional Mega Man. (laughs) And then I have uh, Mega Man, I did have the PS2 copy of Mega Man X Anniversary Collection. Which included Mega Man X one through X six. Well, then the Switch version, uh, Mega Man Legacy Collection, actually has a uh, Mega Man X one through X eight because I've never actually played X seven and eight before. Yeah. And uh, X seven is atrocious. <laughs> it, it is just awful. Like out of the entire yeah. Mega Man, the entire Mega Man series, it is the worst game. I know you talked about it on the podcast a few episode or two or three ago, uh, but I remember watching you play it and it looked off. Like uh, it just dude. looked off. I couldn't imagine playing it. Nah, X7 was. Ooh. But uh, X8 was actually surprisingly good. Uh, like a little sidebar. Uh, Jared, I saw Corey play some of uh, Mighty Number no. 9 and. He did not care for it. I tried it. I quit. Um, not very far into it. I already, you know, I'm huh. already it, hesitant against Mega Man, and that was just bad. Yeah, let it be known. I beat Mighty Number no. Nine. Yeah, I was it, there. Yeah. It. It. Yeah, I can. Tell I, I think to be fair, it wasn't as terrible as the internet makes it out to be. It's just like the art design was kind of off-putting. It was pretty bland. Well, I just remember you like you was fighting someone. You're like, this game just isn't good. It's just like I don't know. And then uh, one more Mega Man game, uh, the Mega Man Zero Collection, which brings up another thing, which is Mega Man Zero Collection is on the regular DS, and it comes with Mega Man Zero one, two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. And then, but the Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy Collection on the Switch. Which I don't even bust the shrink wrap on it yet. Huh. Uh, it has Mega Man Zero, One, Two, Three, and Four, 
and Mega Man ZX and ZX Advent. ZX and ZX Advent, I own on the DS. <laughs> so uh, I got a lot of lot of copies of those. Yeah, that's pretty neat though. <clears throat> the collections are pretty cool. Yeah, uh, an uh, interesting double dip, and uh, an unintentional double dip. Uh, Croc for the PS One. <laughs> so I bought a I bought a copy of Croc for the PS One from a local game shop, which uh, I think went out of business. Mm. Yeah, and but I was like, oh, this copy doesn't work. It refused to load past the title screen. I was like, yeah, oh. it would freeze on the title screen, wouldn't it? Yeah, it just wanted to get past it. So I went to another game shop and bought another copy of Croc. Came out, I'm only spending like ten bucks, but you know, buying ten bucks on something that don't work is aggravating. Mm. So I get this other one, and it plays until it gets to a certain load screen on the world map. And I was like, the game, freeze. the game would freeze. So I was like, what if I kept switching my copies of Croc? And no joke, I would open <laughs> up I would open up the PlayStation. When one copy would stop loading, I would just switch the disc to the other yeah. Croc. And it would take and off. It'll, and it'll take off and load it up. From there. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. really weird. Yeah, I have not actually beat the game. I'm curious for my two copies of Croc if I can actually <laughs> play the whole game. <laughs> and you can mark two games off your backlog in one go. Uh, it's pretty funny. It's a really weird workaround that's probably pretty unique. I've never heard of that. Um, let's see. I don't have too many more. Um, kind of like what we just talked about before. Um, I had uh, the Bioshock trilogy, and I know Jared yep. and I were just talking about Bioshock a little while ago, but uh. I uh, had the original trilogy on the Xbox 360, and I guess technically own Infinite three times because I had the free uh, download version of uh, Bioshock Infinite on the Xbox 360. Then I yep. bought the physical copy of it, and then later when the trilogy came to PS4, I picked it up again. And there for a minute, I was tempted to get it on Switch, but <laughs> I, I, ne- I never did. Pretty much the same goes with Diablo 3, where I had yep. it on 360, played it with everyone, and then later uh, Lydia and I got PS4 and played it. And I think. Uh, Corey, didn't we run maybe most of the way through it or something? Yeah, I think we made about halfway through the main campaign on and PS4. And then for no reason at all, I don't know why, I bought it on Switch, too. Yeah, Cody's, and, uh, I remember Cody got it on Switch because he was really like excited to play with everyone. But uh, that never came. Yeah, I, I bought it on Switch to play, and we just never did. But I've barely touched that version, and I think I spent $60 on it. I'd be down to pl- I'd double dip on that to play with everyone. It's yeah, just be finding time. Yeah, it's hard to find time to do it. But Lydia and I, when we replayed through it on the PS4, we we had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Just play a character I never played before and go through it again. Which you probably played them all at this point. Yeah, I have. I've, uh, although most of the time I stuck with either Barbarian or Crusader, but yeah, I've played all of them except Witch Doctor. I've tried it a couple times. I've never been liked it. So yeah, I don't think I would like that one, but I'd probably play that one if we all played just to do something different. I like yeah. the Demon Hunter a lot and the Monk. Yeah, no, uh, Crusader is probably my favorite, and I really like Wizard. Yeah, Lydia played Wizard. Yeah, but whatever it is. Yeah. I've it was just when I, by the time I started playing the wizard, I was already burnt out. So, mm-hmm. Jared, did you say you're out of double dip ones? I am, yeah. Okay, so Corey, uh, go ahead if you want to. I've only got uh, yeah. two more. 
Yeah, uh, well, to wrap up the subject matter, I'm just going to go down a huge list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Earth Man came out on the Super yeah. Nintendo. I double dipped and bought it on the Wii U. The show support, <laughs> I care about the Earth Man series in hopes they would localize Mother 3. It never did. Never did. Uh, some reason, whenever I was really into Fire Emblem, right around Fire Emblem Fates came out, I used to own Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon on the DS. So did. Because I'm going to be fair, it wasn't a, it wasn't very good compared to some of the yeah, ones I right. played. It was that. Right. But I was like, oh man, I got to own all the Fire Emblem games. So I rebought it. <laughs> and eventually resold it. <laughs> uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. But on the Wii U, really, really enjoyed it. Actually, on Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, actually got that for free with the Club Nintendo program. And then one of the physical copies. So I bought a physical copy when it was 20 bucks on the Wii U. And then the Switch version came out. Got and, I and I was hoping to do time travel runs against my friends, but they sold it. They're a bunch of chumps. Uh, who would do that? Uh, too funky for me. Donkey Kong Country Returns. You know, bought it on the Wii. Came out on the 3DS. And it's Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D. But the, here's the beautiful thing about the 3DS version. No Wii remote waggle. So you don't have to shake, like violently you shake your 3DS when you playing it to roll? You don't have to shake the Wiimote to roll. All you gotta do is hit Stupid. A like a normal person. <laughs> it was a very bizarre choice. The world ends with you on the Nintendo DS. I uh, bought the copy, you know, at the time I was pretty into most of the Square Enix outings on yep. the DS. Uh, for whatever reason, it just didn't grasp me. Like, I tried to get into the combat. I mean, I love the art style of the game. It's just like the combat was kind of weird and I don't know, it, it just didn't click with me. So I gifted it to my buddy Tim. And so, because I know he, and he really, really liked it. But something happened somewhere along the line. He unfortunately lost that copy in a move or something. I don't know what happened to it. Years later, you know, he's like, man, you know what? I'm going to give that game another shot. Rebought it on the DS again. Made it further than I did the original time. And once again, it's like, I, I just don't know. Maybe this, this game is just not for me. Regifted it to Tim again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, uh, so Tim double dipped on it too. Uh, Shovel Knight, it on the Wii U. Uh, back when it was literally just hey, Shovel that's Knight. on my list. Yep, and well, I bought Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, which includes the two campaigns I did have on the Wii U, and plus more in physical version. And that, that pretty much covers essential rebots. I mean, there, there's games from my childhood that I probably rebuy when I became an adult. Yeah, yeah. I don't, those. I don't know if I want to count them all because there's quite a few. Before we move on to the next segment, there was one more that I was wanting to bring up, and that was uh, Xenoblade Chronicles on that the original one that I had on Wii, and then I bought yeah. the Switch version, which is way better. It's it's a nice upgrade. Yeah, if so, I ever replay it, I'll definitely yeah, I would go that version. Just, just get the Switch version. It's it looks a lot better, and it's uh, it's got like a little several like quality of life improvements that you kind of wished that were there in the original, and it it did it right. I feel like on the the sequel here or the and, sequel, and the not remake. to mention the uh, art style changes they made. I think 
from the videos I've seen, I haven't actually played it yet. Oh, it looks better. Yeah, for sure. It, it looks better. I'm hoping uh, if they do Xenoblade Chronicles X, uh, oh, some, of those, some of those face animations in the <laughs> Wii U. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what happened, especially uh, that Wii U, little... Man, I was trying the best it could. That little girl, Lynn. Uh, yeah, there, there's a sun off about her face. <laughs> Thank Corey. What's uh, wrong with Lindley? I mean, she. I'm just saying. You you look at like the facial animations compared to the the now reboot or remake of one. You're like, yeah, they can definitely go with the anime style. Yeah, yeah, but the the upgraded version looks a lot better and it plays yeah. better. So, I hope they remake a Xenoblade Chronicles two and make it fun. <laughs> oh, ouch. Uh, actually, I had another couple of them, but those were double dips, just kind of like Diablo, like Castle. Yeah. I, it was Castle Crashers. I got it just to play with a different group of people or whatever. And uh, also double dipped on Banjo Kazooie when I got the had the sixty four version, which I still got it, and then bought the uh, Xbox. Xbox Live version. Yep, yep. And then Corey and I replayed through it, and that game still held up. Yeah, the first one, and only the first one. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they ever made a second one, but uh, yeah. We all jokes aside, we tried to play the second one. Uh, couldn't couldn't get into it. The worlds are way too big for no reason. Yep, that's what I hear. I hear you clearly copied that. So yeah, bad bad choice. Yes, very much so. You could really too though. Uh, more in line with Donkey Kong Country. That one is really good. Yeah, I really liked it from what I've played. I need to go back and finish it. One hundred percent. I wouldn't recommend that. But uh, all right, I guess to go ahead and move us on to our second topic here, um, what I kept calling the maybe later games that we kept putting off for one reason or another. Uh, I'll go ahead and start with one that, uh, that I think Chase would like brought up, and that's the well Persona series, but I meant like Persona Five uh, specifically. Yeah. And uh, I know he keeps trying to push that on uh, me and Corey. I don't I don't know about you too, Jarrett, but probably. And, he does. Uh, yeah. I, I would like to play it. I really would sometime, but. It was one of those things that I can speak for all of us when I say we we're kind of hoping it was going to get ported to Switch. Uh, there was such a huge tease. Yeah, I know, Super, man. Super I, I Smash Bros. I don't know why I wanted it so bad, but I, I just do. And after that, it was like, well, it's not coming to Switch. I was like, well, I guess I'm not buying it. Honestly, uh, even if it just came to PC, I'd buy it. The fact that it's on PS4, which makes sense. It's a Sony-produced you know, produced game or whatever. Actually... I think it's by Atlas, a third... Anyways, getting sidetracked. <laughs> if it was on anything else that I owned, I'd buy it in a heartbeat, because it's great. It's just... I don't own a PlayStation 4, I so I literally can't buy it. Did Persona 4 recently come to Steam? It did, yeah. And it's been a... I think it did really well on it, so... Yeah, people yeah. are crazy about those games. I, but all jokes aside, I really do want to play them. Like, it's just one of those that's like, ah, uh, it's... Like a hundred hour commitment, you know, it's like oh, I'll yeah. I'll do it sometime. I have uh Persona three and four on the PS two, but uh I don't know, in both games I hit brick walls in them. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those games that when you die, you go back to your last save file. Yeah, so you can lose all and, the and, and in part three, I think I died four times and it was always like roughly an hour in. It is uh and I know Persona kinda I mean, they're they're a little more hardcore, and uh, just losing all that progress. Yeah, kind of the yeah. Term off of it. 
Well, I will say if it comes to Switch, I'll get it. And if not, someday I'll probably get the what the Royal Edition on the yeah. PS5 or PS PS5 the PS4. Well, I'm sure it'll be on the PS5 by the it, time you get to it. it. Probably will. Oh, it'll probably be on the PS7 by the time I get to it. <laughs> uh, no, it won't come to Switch. I'm gonna go ahead and take one more real quick, uh, and that's just because I think it's gonna be kind of funny. Another game that I've always kind of wanted to play, even for since I was younger, really, is uh, Quest 64. And I have oh. actually played it a little bit, but I'm talking like three or four hours when I was a kid. And then I saw Chase and Corey playing it. Yeah, I was then, about uh, to say, I think they've played through the beginning portion yeah, Corey twice. beat it a few times, I think. Yeah, but, uh, let it be known, Quest 64 is my favorite bad game. And I, I really do want to play it. Like, I've always wanted to play it. And, uh, Corey, I think you got it for me, so... I need yeah, to, actually, no need joke. To actually, play through it. I've beaten it on the Nintendo 64 three times, legit. Uh, as a kid, I remember beating it. Uh, Chase borrowed a Game Shark for some kid at school. Mm-hmm. We used to just turn on the Infinite Life thing, and we literally just cheesed our way for the whole game. I don't count just that as fun. a real playthrough. <laughs> yeah, just for fun. And then uh, uh, me and my cousin, I go. No, I was just gonna go ahead. We're just gonna talk about the staff only. Yeah, me and my cousin Chase. I've always talked about doing a staff only run. So no magic uh, whole, in a game. The whole, the whole game. Magic combat. Yeah, the whole game is based around using your elemental magical powers, and the most useful spell in the game is the water healing spell. And I was talking like pure no no magic at all, and I don't even know if it's possible to be honest. Because uh, some of those caves and dungeons later on in the game <laughs> are so long, like I don't know how you will be able to do it without healing. But well, the always... thing was, if you if you died, didn't you keep your XP? Yeah, if you die, is it's similar to Pokemon and Dragon Quest, where you kept everything. Yeah, but you go back to the last time you to the last save spot you were at. So okay. you are always getting a little bit better. Yep. And time. I remember one of the stats in the game. Agility is tied to how much you walk. So, so you can be really fast by the end. Now there's uh, actually people they'll use a rubber band and tie oh, just, and get it down oh, and leave the game running and just have uh, Brian running circles for, I guess, you know, however long you want, and then they'll come back and they'll have, like, insane agility. Huh. Uh, apparently, the uh, Japanese version, normally it's the other way around. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure you heard a lot of games have, like, an international version. Mm-hmm. They'll release it for Japan first, and then they'll make a lot of improvements, and then that'll be the ones that hits Europe and United States. But uh, this time... Uh, it was the opposite way. Quest 64 was rushed to market because, uh, and uh, it didn't pan out well, but then they released it in Japan and actually has quite a few quality life changes. Huh. I've personally never experienced it myself, but a lot of speed runs on the game are always on the Japanese version. Jarrett, what's, uh, what's one that you've put off? Uh, one that I've put off has actually been mentioned in this podcast. Oh, uh, and it's Earthbound or Mother Two. Um, I'd actually like to play the whole series, which is part of the reason I I never bought 
Mother 1. Mm-hmm. But I've actually tried Earthbound two or three times, and I've loved it all two or three times. Like, every time I've played, I'm like, oh, I love this game. I love the humor. I love the aesthetics, the music. Mm-hmm. And then I get distracted and put it down, and I'm like, well, I put it down so long, I don't remember, really remember. So, uh, dude, you know, uh... Like the Final Fantasy Fifteen, where it's like, well, I put it down for so long, so now if I restart it, yeah, yeah, and I've never had on like a a ready of readily available system. Like I have it on the, I have it on the uh, Super Nintendo Classic, I guess. But like, I really wish, or it might be, I don't know. But like, Mm -hmm. I really wish it'd be on uh, the Switch or even Steam because those are the two consoles I'm always around. Yeah, is Airfan on those SNES classic games? Um, on the online SNES online game? Uh, oh no 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 so. no, not that. It's on the I have a NES like the little console is what I was talking about. And uh, uh, let me check real quick. Like eighty dollars. It's not on that one. Yeah. I know for sure. But like yeah. I said, I love everything about it. Like I said, the characters, the story, the aesthetic. Yeah, the, the monsters battles. are always cool looking. Yeah. Um, I, I love those games, too. Yeah, I'm just let you know, it's not on the... I knew that! Play- <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks for fact checking that, Corey. I didn't know you to do it. <laughs> but uh, now let it be known, I'm a huge Earthbound fan, and I um, really enjoy it. Sequel Mother 3. I'm going to admit, the original mother, uh, you have to get into that old school RPG mindset. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to go back to. Yeah. Uh, but Earthbound is essentially like a, a take on the Dragon Quest formula because it, it takes a lot of its aesthetics and gameplay mechanics from Dragon Quest, mm-hmm. and they just put it in a modern setting. I will say, uh, really enjoy them. I, I don't think it's right the way Nintendo treats these games. And like in Japan, it's a little bigger. But like Mother 2 and 3, or Earthbound and Mother 3, are some of my favorite RPGs of all time. Like, just kind of annoys me that well, it's just this like niche the, IP. If they ever bring it to the Switch, ver- like the eShop on the Switch, I'd buy it in a heartbeat. That'd be the perfect console, because like I said, it's one of those games I just pause in the middle of something yeah and come back to when i can uh because yeah, that's hope, how i play so. most long games now yeah, yeah i think the snes class would be a good way to go yeah mm. they stayed in there yeah it's just i don't know something about it it's just i don't easier. play it it's as much yeah. yeah 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 i've been on an emulator for a long time because when you're a kid you don't have money but then uh i remember my dad this is one of the most expensive video games we got. Uh, he got into like a bidding war with someone on eBay. This is back when Earthbound was going for like, like right around 70, 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. And compared to now, which is like 350. Uh, but it's probably one of my most valued video games in my collection. Oh, cool. Not just, you know, out of rarity, but like, I have a lot of memories with this character. Yeah. I've beaten this game. Yeah. The original Earthbound, I think I've beaten it like seven or eight times. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm just going to do another one just real quick. Is uh, I've never played the original Fable all the way through, and that's one of them I've always wanted to. That's that's my favorite Fable. Well, I, think I, it's, I think it's everyone's favorite, but yeah. I started with two because I didn't have an Xbox. I had a 360. Yeah. 
And uh, so I played two, and I was like, dude, this game is awesome. And everyone else is like, that game sucks compared to the first one. I'm like, oh, wow, I really need to go back, you know, but I just, I I just didn't never hate have. two. It's just not as good as one, but. Well, well, I played wow. Two and three, and three was pretty rough, but. Yeah. I actually uh, have three. One of my old pen pals, back when I actually had one, uh, she sent me uh, Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball Extreme 2 and uh, Fable 3. And I still have them, but Fable 3, man, those non-menus. Oh, yeah. The loading, uh, I think we've talked about it uh, on the podcast before, but loading into the sanctuary for <laughs> you hit balls was just the stupidest thing ever. Uh, no menus, guys. No menus. I was like, okay, but give us a 30-second loading screen. Corey, which one of them you've put off for whatever reason? One of the earliest ones I remember. I got super hyped for it when I back when I was in high school. Uh, the first Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games. Oh, I remember uh, those, yeah. There was one on the Game Boy Advance and one on the Nintendo DS. I think it was like Blue Rescue and Red Rescue. I, I was like reading up on it because I was huge in the Pokemon and I was reading up and I was like, oh man, it's so awesome. But you know, I was a poor kid, no money. And I was like talking to all my classmates. And I still remember to say, we had a, a companion when I was uh, in school. We used to call him Noob Whale. Uh, I actually hyped this game up so hard that he actually went out and bought the game. And uh, he enjoyed it, he said. But I myself have never touched this game. <laughs> Uh, poor Noob Whale. Yeah. Shout out to Noob Whale. Noob Whale. <laughs> nah, I, I don't know. It was just like one of those games I was like so ready to play it, so hyped. And I don't know. I guess, you know, the time passed because you, you can only want something for so long and not have it. And then, I don't know, some, some other game caught my attention. And then that was old news. Yeah. Well, that game was gone. I think they recently did a uh, 3D, no, a Nintendo Switch remake of that. That's that Pokemon Mystery Dungeon game that recently came out. Yeah. It's a remake of the first ones. Yeah, it's, uh, I saw it on the shop there, or a trailer for it or something. Jarrett, what's uh, another one you got there? Grim Fandango is another one that I've really oh, wanted to play. It's yeah. a point-and-click adventure. And I have it. I bought it when it came out. I was, yeah, I, I thought I remember you bought it. Like, almost the day it released on Steam, I was like, oh, I'm going to get to this right after I beat this game. And then the game oh, yeah. I was playing was, through then another was game, then another game. Uh, long. And then by the time I finished, another, like you said, another game had released. And I went straight to that one and just have never went back to Grim Fandango. And I know I'd like it. Like, everything I've seen on it, it's like, hey, I'd like this. And it's short. Every time I try to go back to it, I'm like, well, after this. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. I have like a billion things I want to play. And I'm like, one day I'll get to you, Grim Fandango. One day. Yeah. That's I actually bought that during the senior summer so this yeah. year. Did you play it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's in there. Maybe later. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, another one that. Uh, that I've got is uh, The Witcher 3, which I've borrowed it from Eagle before he had it on when he had his uh, PS4. Yeah. I borrowed it from him, installed it, played it for like an hour, and I was like, it's it's kind of heavy on the like unloading on you at the beginning there. It's you got a ton of stuff to to look through and then learn the combat's kind of complicated and 
He's like, ah, you know, I'm not feeling it right now. I'll play it later. And I think, like, it sit there on the shelf untouched until the next time Eagle came over, and then I gave it back to him. <laughs> and then now that I've read a few of the books, I'm like, ah, I kind of want to give that another shot. Like, I feel like I would understand it a little better, and and everyone loves it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. tons and tons. So uh, here recently, I picked it up on the PS4, and I was very tempted to get it on Switch, let that be known, but which is probably would have been a bad idea to pick it up. I hear it's not a PS4, but... bad port. No, That's it's... What... I've looked at a side-by-side comparison on it, yeah. and it's, it's pretty good, really. Like I know there's some things like the draw distance is yeah. a little lower, and the you get a little more pop in, but stuff like that really don't bother me. But I was like, it, I might as well get the better, ver- like you know, the actual better version at a yeah. lower price. Might as like, well, yeah. The Switch version is still sixty bucks. Speaking of great Switch ports, have you checked out Outer World, guys? Uh, yeah, that looked horrendous. Like some of the signs you couldn't even read. Yeah, the pop-up was insane. And some of the, like did you see that one of the, there was like that billboard. I can't remember what it said in the actual version, but on the switch it was just like blurry and you couldn't read it. Yeah, I, I actually heard that one's pretty good, but yep, I've never got it. Never got into the Fallout Three, Fallout Four games. Uh, yeah, I think that one kind of stands on its own a little more than than that. But uh, yeah, I'd like to try it out. Got like a yeah. passing interest in it, I guess. Um, yeah, I quick, Corey, there's a. Since we're coming up on our hour mark, I guess we'll just do like one more each on the maybe later game. So, uh, Corey, you can go ahead. One of the games I uh, said maybe later on was this game called Fragile Dreams on the Nintendo Wii U. And I sound about the art style, the like spooky nature of it, and that looked really enticing to me. I don't know what it's, that one is. It sat on my Amazon wish list for a long time. <laughs> Uh, and and now there's no joke it was in that $20 range it's like ah dude I'll get to it eventually I'll get to it eventually and the thing is I'm buying you know at the time I'm buying games left and right anyways (laughs) I have no idea why I didn't get it it, that bit me in the (laughs) it shot way up up in price I think it's currently going for like 80 almost $100 now and it's just kind of a passing curiosity on it and now it's in that range where I, I'm not going to delve into it unless they yeah, do like a, a, like a remake or something or a what, remaster. What did you say it was called, Corey? Fragile Dreams, Farewell, Ruins of the Moon. That's quite a title. That's a quite yeah. a title. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a note of that. I'll look it up after the show. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Nah, that it's one of those games I've had a uh, interest in playing and... Well, it's not going to happen now. <laughs> well, it could. Just, just you're, right enough, you're, like, you're like, nope, that's gone. Yeah, pretty much once it gets past a certain point in price, unless I'm like a really, really like diehard fan, I don't think I've ever spent more than like 70 bucks on any like individual game. Oh, oh me either. Uh, <laughs> moving on from that, I uh, spent quite a bit on Jack Bros. Uh, Waterworld? Yeah, yeah, Waterworld. Corey, why? <laughs> All right, is Jared, that based you, off that movie? Or uh, is that something else? Yes, it was based yeah. off the Kevin Cosner movie. I, I've never seen it. All right, it's not great. Uh, the game was worse then. I've never seen the movie, <laughs> but that game was bad, and I got like a $110 in it. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to talk about it. 
do six or a Dway six, the entire game series is oh, mine, yeah. maybe later. I don't have uh, that on my list, but it's it should be. I have most, if not all, of the series on Steam. One day I got in a humble bundle, I think, for really cheap. I think maybe it was a sale. Anyway, I got the collection at one point somewhere, really cheap. And I was like, hey, this seems really cool. I love how like how many options you had to build your character and how many different paths you could do. So like you could go down a hacking thing where you only hack stuff completely still, no combat, uh huh. complete like you had a ton a ton of options to build your character. And I was like, this is great. So I booted up the first one at one point and I started playing it. And I was like, this is complicated. Huh. And at the time I was like, oh, I don't really have a lot of time to put into the system. I'll come back to it when I can actually dedicate time to learn. Yeah. I never went back to it. <laughs> I'd like to go back to it. It like, I love how much, how many options you have. Like I said, you can build your character completely how you want, which is great. And now I don't have time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the first uh, Deus Ex game actually vested roughly, I want to say about eight or so hours in it. I made it to a point where there's this, I think it was a boss, and essentially you you were supposed to escape. Yeah, I was like nah, man, I ain't gonna escape. I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna kill this guy. So here I am loading up the save file on repeat, over and over, over and over and over again. And after about like a bajillion deaths, I'm like, eh, I think I'll come back to this later. And <laughs> never went back. Seems like that's a, reoccurring a recurring thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. I guess for my last one here, a series that I've wanted to play is something Jarrett mentioned before the show, and that's the Yakuza series. Oh, yeah. Yep. I've always heard a lot about about one and two specifically, or, or zero and one, I guess. And uh, the new one, uh, Like a Dragon, I keep hearing about, and I'm like, I-, I really need to check out this series sometime. I heard it's like wacky and kind of over the top, but isn't it just like a fighter? Like, don't you like kind of brawl? I honestly not. I know it has a lot of mini games, and that's like half the game apparently. Yeah, that's all I yeah. know. But people like, love it, it though. I I was talking to y'all before the show, but I'm planning on playing it next month, and well, here in a couple days I'll start it uh, yeah. for a game of the month thing I'm a part of, and I'm really excited actually. Yeah, yeah I don't know. If, let us know how it goes. I don't know if I would have ever played it otherwise, but the more I hear about it and like see of it, because I've been looking into it now that I'm going to play it, it actually looks really fun. And over the top is my kind of game. Yeah, yeah. let it be known the creator of Yakuza also made Super Monkey Ball. That's, that's weird. All right. Yeah. That's cool. I would have never would have thought that. No, Not in a million years. That's a pretty cool little tidbit. I guess moving on to our uh, now playing segment. Corey, didn't you finally finish a game? Yep, finally finished Dragon Quest Eleven. Made it to the end. How many hours uh, total? Uh, 52 hours, 11 minutes. Huh, wow. <laughs> I did quite a few side quests, so I'm curious. Uh... Are some people just really slow at playing RPGs, or am I just that good? Well, what was no, the, I don't I don't think you're that the, good. Well, estimated time was uh, sixty hours, and that was just was dedicated that to the main story alone. But on the reflection, but on the <laughs> but to be fair, on the Switch version, there's a like turbo battle mode that I use oh, yeah. exclusively. Oh, that's probably yeah, why. That, that's what it was. Yep. Like I used it exclusively, but going off of howlongtobeat.com, 
the PS4 and the Switch version had comparable complete times for its main campaign. Yeah, so turbo they, modes and RPGs are a blessing. All yeah, of them, much, they all need it. Pretty, I think it makes battles go like a time and a half or something. I just left it on the whole time. Jarrett played uh, most of Final Fantasy twelve in the what four times speed, Jarrett? Yeah, the fastest that it could go. Yeah. No. And the only time I turned it down was a few boss fights where I'd turn it down to two times speed. <laughs> yeah, I kept mine at two times speed the whole game, except for boss fights, and I turned it down to regular. I guess it's my old man reflexes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I do need to get through that. Uh, Final Fantasy XII. I've beaten a lot, too many games since the last podcast. I've beat Banjo-Kazooie, which I don't think I mentioned before. I beat Serious Sam, the second encounter, which was a lot better than the first encounter, in my opinion. I beat Spy Muppets, License the Croak, (laughs) which I played almost exclusively to bother these two because... It worked. It worked. It's a... a thing where I use Kermit as a profile picture a lot. So um, I beat Professor Layton in the Unround Future HD on mobile. And I can't wait for hopefully the other games to come to mobile. Yeah, hopefully come to it. I beat SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, <laughs> which Gold. I spent way too much time one Saturday playing. I uh, got a few endings in the Stanley Parable. And then me and my cousin finally finished up Bioshock 2. Cool. And you're moving to Infinite soon, right? Yep, we're going to start Infinite tonight, I think. If not not tonight, tomorrow, definitely. So. Cool. Yeah, uh, I think you'll really enjoy that one. I'm saying I get through 2 and Infinite. Yeah, I, I still say push through 2 if you can, but if not, then just move to Infinite because 2 holds like no bearing on the, the overarching story. Not really. No, it's kind of its own thing set in the same place. Yeah, kind of kind of weird. I guess since the last episode, I made quite a bit of progress on Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah, uh, more than a save here or there. Yeah, yeah, more than like a save or like an hour. So I've actually actually got some time into that one. I can't remember what how far I was in the last episode, but uh, according to what Chase was saying, I'm pretty getting pretty close to the end. And I also beat uh, Shovel Knight or the Shovel Shovel of Hope campaign as uh, as I got that as a gift from Corey. So. Play through that one. I would like to play the other ones eventually, but I kind of moved on from it for now. <laughs> I had to go back nah, to it at some point. I had that pretty hard. Yeah, I, I really want to. I still do want to play the other ones, especially... Uh, especially Plague Knight. No, not Plague Knight. Uh, Spectre Knight's the one I was looking forward to the most, where he's like, can wall run and all that. Yeah, I think uh, Plague Knight... Or not Plague Knight. Yeah, Spectre Knight and Shovel Knight are the best campaigns. Yeah, Spectre Knight. I played... Uh, I beat a couple bosses as Spectre Knight. I think I beat one as Plague Knight and one as King Knight. But yeah, that's one I'd like to go back. I will go back to that one eventually. Maybe not Plague Knight, but the other two, I'll, I'll play. And I uh, uh, just bought uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and I've been playing yeah. it. It's it, I love it. It's awesome. A little biased toward open world games, but I really, really like it. I don't know how much you've talked it up makes me almost want to get it. So. Yeah, sometimes you're over, we'll check it out. Like the I'm not great at the combat, because you got to like get into the rhythm or whatever you gotta really be paying attention but once you do it like successfully and fight like 10 guys at once and you can get through it with getting like hit once or none none at all even it, it's awesome it's really satisfying yeah but yeah that's pretty much all i've been playing lately i bought uh the witcher and it's still shrink wrapped and i got <laughs> Astral Chain, and it's still shrink wrapped 
But I Asher just, Chain and Witcher are both great ones, so yep. hope you like them both. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to them. I think I'll do Astral Chain next. It's shorter, so I would. Yeah, okay. Well, I really, I really liked Astral Chain. Yeah, I really bought it just because you two guys uh, liked it so much, so I was like, well, uh, one I of the few, I like it too. I was going to say, they were going to... They want to make it into like an actual franchise, so yeah. I really hope they, I, they've been working on the sequel. Didn't they say they wanted it to be like a trilogy or something, I thought, if it did well enough? Yeah, I know it sold over a million copies. Well, I remember you all comparing the the uh, legions to stands, and I was like, well, you got my interest. It's yeah. one of the few yeah. games I've stuck around for a while to do some post-game content. Usually, oh. uh, usually I wipe my hands of it. <laughs> I usually do a little bit until, like, you know, I'm like, all right, well, I think I'm done. Bring a little bit into Dragon Quest XI. Uh, there's about 20 to 30 hours of post-game content. Ooh. I'm not sure if I'm going to go all in, but I definitely want to dabble a little bit in it. Yeah. I'm trying to kind of complete stuff as I go on uh, Ghost of Tsushima because I feel like I feel like once I beat it, I might just stop. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I do that sometimes when I'm playing games. So it's like, well, if I just complete it as I go, and I'm still having a lot of fun, I'm not like forcing it. You know, I'll just do it that way, but... Yeah, I might get to a point where I'm like, oh, time to just rush the end and beat it. Yeah, sometimes know. you get to a point where you're doing all the side quests that come along, and you're like, oh, I'm just ready for it to end. Then you just rush the ending and do story only, yeah. I, I might get to that point, but right now I'm I'm really liking it. Uh, Well, I guess that's a good time to wrap up this episode. You guys have anything else you want to throw in real quick? No, I think I'm good. I got one thing to mention. One thing. Oh, boy. Everyone excited for Puyo Puyo Tetris 2? <laughs> Ending no. the episode early. I'm just going to cut it right there. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not excited about it. Hi. The best thing about the first one, Corey, is when I sold it for 12 bucks on eBay. Now, that's, that, I mean, as much as y'all joke about it, it's definitely one of my favorite puzzle games of the. I like Tetris. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. I'm, I'm barely getting it. Even though it only has like I think one major new mode, uh, the story—I don't know—story of all things. It was really, I don't know. I enjoyed it. it. Like it gave the game like some more personality, and not just having Wait, all I'll, the characters interact. Just because you're my buddy, I'll play it once. I'll give you that one time. I'll play it once. I'll lose. I'll get mad, and then I won't play it anymore. Let's become the Puyo Puyo Master. I will if Jared does. No. Jared I'll has play become... the Tetris half. <laughs> then I'm not Jared I'll has gladly gladly become the half. the Donkey Tonga Donkey Konga master. No, <laughs> but all right. Uh, before we get on the Donkey Konga uh, path here, uh, I just want to thank everyone for listening. And uh, as always, we can be followed on Twitter at Gameway C. And uh, feel free to leave us like a DM or a uh, or an email at GamewayCafe at Outlook dot com. We'd love to answer some questions on the show or just get some general feedback. Also, if you're a fan of anime or manga, check out our buddy TJ's podcast. It's Anime Chateau. And uh, Jarrett and I were actually on there not, not too long ago. And we'll probably be on it again sometime in the future. Thanks, everyone. Thanks to all our listeners. And uh, thanks, Jarrett and Corey, for joining me. You're welcome. Mm, yep, 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 yep. And we will catch you all in the next episode. Catch you on the flippity flop. Ciao.